Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you every week by the Get Goat Cafe and Market, where they're serving hot, fresh food around the clock all over the region. He's Ramon Foster. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. What's going on, Moan? Not much, man. It's go time. Everybody's feeling good. We fly high when when September hit. (laughs) We're going to talk a lot about what it's like to literally fly high after a big W like the one that the Steelers had, meaning we're going to talk about the flight home. What happens after a big (laughs) road win with Moan? But first... First, we're going to talk about how Ramon was indirectly responsible for one specific spectacular performance in Orchard Park. And I'm talking, of course, about Cameron Hayward. That's the one. That's hey, the one. I just I, I, I clicked on social media before we got on here to get our slice of life of the Ramon Foster show. And the first thing I saw was. Cam Hayward basically had the game of his life, the best game he's ever played. As far as grading from the analytics, as far as perception from the public, as far as he's old, when do we start replacing? No, 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 no. Screw that. <laughs> Hit pause on that. The guy just had the best game of his life. He's on notice. Everybody else around the NFL is what, what he did this past weekend in Buffalo. Well, he's, you know, for, for anybody who didn't hear all the math on this, he had 12 quarterback pressures, uh, obviously pounced on the fumble there. He was the one that set up TJ's strip sack yeah. by, by penetrating through the middle. And Moan, last I checked, he was still 32 years old. Now, he did go to Mike Tomlin before this season and then again before the previous season and say, Maybe a lighter snap count will work. Now, you have to understand Cam's personality to know he's not trying to duck out of responsibility. He just feels like, well, you explain it. You just need more time to recover. You need more. Why? Why? It's understood that Cam's a pro. And a lot of guys in this league are pros, too. So if I can still get my work in, I can still be really good at what I'm doing. Let me taper off a little bit right here so I can maximize myself even longer where you get those explosive plays where I can pick and choose how I'm going to rush, when I'm going to rush. That's in practice, and that's also in the game too, and that's what he's figured out. When Cam first came into the league, and I'll never forget, it was just go, 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 go. To where is at a point where me, I'm like, I'm a few years. What is it? What year is this? This 10 for Cam? Yeah. This would have been third. So I was already, you know, into my career a little bit and he's coming in. I'm still young too, but I'm like, golly, this dude don't quit. And it, it got to the point where the fighting, um, the over the top, you know, getting close to the quarterback arm stuff. And it, it was just him. And he figured out like, man, you know what? If I'm going to go against, this is my mindset. If I'm going to go up against this dude, I know I got to go every single day. And we got to a point he and I to where it was, um, we, we had an understanding, okay, that's too far from me. That's too far from you. You know what I'm saying? So it got us to the point where he's just trying to establish himself. Then he became a pro. We became pros together. And now he's in that phase in his career where it's like, Coach, I know what I'm doing. Trust me to know what I know that I need to do to get done. And now he's in a finesse age of watching a guy like him who became who, – who, who watched uh, 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 Kiesel, Brett Kiesel get older and how he treated himself and how James Harrison got older and treated himself in Troy. He's in that still the glory years of, of, of finding his peak 
And it's good to hear that Cam had that conversation with Coach T because a lot of guys don't know when to turn that switch off a little bit and then turn it back on. He's finding a way to do that. And because of that, he's been able to maximize his career. 12 quarterback Harry's? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Hey, I have here uh, as evidence of the crime, this is the official Buffalo Bills uh, flip card that we got in Orchard Park. And the names of Cam's victims – are are here all yeah. of them and one in particular was poor John Feliciano, seventh seventh year pro. This ain't uh, a rookie that he took advantage of. This was brutal. And then they start, you know, they're coming in. Mitch Morse is there to the center, and, and they're trying to do what they can. And, and Mitch is solid. Mitch, Mitch is, is a he's a he's player. Good. He's yeah. a high dollar guy. He's been around for a while. I came from Kansas City, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. He started and played a lot. I respect. Uh, I respect him a lot. Like I, I'll say that. But that goes back to show you what our practices were in camp. How hard they were to go against a guy that made you better and you helped make him better too. And Cam is continuously doing the same. And I'll say this: this will resonate a little bit over the current left guard. If he's right minded when he practices against Cam. He'll be a better pro because of that. Well, that's one of the things that we saw, Moan, in, in, in the Steelers training camp. Cam got into no fewer than three scraps with Dan Moore, the left tackle, which won't surprise you, rookie. No. He's making sure that Dan Moore understands all the stuff that you just talked about. Some of that applied to Kevin Dotson, the left guard as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's Cam as part of this defensive line. And one of the things that Cam talks to us about up in Orchard Park was that it was great. And Tyson Alualu brought this up uh, today as well, where he said, listen, what's great for us is that we have other guys coming in right now. Yeah, uh, And that's without Stefan to it. Carlos Davis has been out there. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Bugs has mm-hmm. made an impact. Uh, this is this is where you start getting that defensive line. Now all your 30-year-old guys, and then Stefan to it comes back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Moan, this is a real strength. It is. And uh, on my show here in Nashville, uh, we had somebody call in and say, you know, I, I asked them about what is, you know, what do we learn about the AFC and, you know, everything. I was like, man, what about Pittsburgh? Go shock, you know, go shock Buffalo. He's like, man, that's the thing about Pittsburgh. You say what you want to about that offense, and, you know, all those questions, mark, but they're going to forever be hard to play against because you know that defense is bringing pain every single week. Like, <laughs> like that gives you a chance. This is a national media guy that we're talking to about this. And he's like, they're going to bring pain in it. And yeah. the, the kickstarter to that is it starts with Cam. TJ got the biggest bag ever. But Cam is the one, he's the the heartbeat of what makes that happen. And again, you're getting the best version of him because he's truly in a leader role. Not only does is he he's just always been a strong dude, number one, but he's learning the finesse, learning when to pick and choose on how to do it. And just the headache of what he's gonna bring literally on every single play is why uh Josh Allen was running around and you know TJ gets the strip fumble and they're they're running to the end zone type of movement because that's what they're bringing, and, and this is this part of it, too. This team has a goal every year of getting to a Super Bowl, and you see the mentality behind it. Everybody questions Mike T. Everybody questions the moves that Kev will make, what this offense and Ben and all the antics. But I think you got to realize at some point that method works, and it ain't going to be perfect, but name me one perfect organization. There isn't one. I think Kansas City still got issues at their tackle positions. Just looking across the league, I mean, Tampa pulled one out on that Thursday night. 
but they still have their issues at times. So they had to pull one out at the last second. The method in which Pittsburgh operate works. And you don't like the antics of the TikTok. I see people still talking about that stuff. Like, are they winning? Are they consistently in the race? Yes, they are. Those are the things we're trying to say. And for a guy like Cam, he's on the chase for that ring. But he's also on the cha- on that chase for dominance. I think he's been around James Harrison, Troy Palomalu watching that, um, talking to uh, Joe Green. These are, these dudes have a a, 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 a case it's, James not in there before the hall. I was waiting on you here. I was hoping you'd bring yeah. this up because you yes. and I have talked about this uh, I- independently in our own conversations, but Cam... He wants that. Okay, say that. <laughs> no, and that's where I'm getting at. Cam, I know for a fact, wants that, and you see his progression to continuously get that, and it's going to be hard to get in as a D lineman because it yes. just it's, it's like that. Always is. Mm-hmm. But overall dominance and having somebody beat on that table for you when it's your time, he's making that right now and against some of these young, new generation of quarterbacks, your Lamars, your Josh Allens, I'm sure, watching what he does against um, 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 Patrick Mahomes moving forward. He's got the All-Pro. He's got the Pro Bowl. And now it's okay. There'll be another paycheck in between this because it's justified. And I think Cam, we, we're watching Cam now campaign for gold jacket inside the team concept of winning the Super Bowl. When we come back, we're going to look a- ahead to the Steelers matchup against the Raiders. And um, we're also going to look at what has happened to the AFC North and the AFC in general just through one week. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Ramon, what a week. Like, what a week one that was. There was lots to talk about, lots of, like, explosive back-and-forth, high-octane finish-type games and everything else. And my favorite part of it is that it takes the AFC, the Steelers Conference, and it feels like, to some extent, it just kind of does this with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Jax. It's like Jax. <laughs> Whoever you scoop up can be the team of the week, man. And and namely in the North, um, watching what Pittsburgh did and also what, what Cincy did also. At any um, any point in time, now I don't think Cincy's better than Pittsburgh uh, or Baltimore or, or uh, Cleveland. But that, that rotation of, of those three teams, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, at any day it can be your day to win or lose. And I'll say this too, considering what Joe Burrow is capable of, and that team seemed like they're fighting for one cause. Like, they're little brothers right now. But if you slip up, it seems they they hadn't quit this past weekend. Then they went in overtime. Mm-hmm. So so the North is still going to be a, 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 a slugfest when it fully breaks down to it. And these three teams, uh, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Pittsburgh, really got their hands full with each other and just the rest of the AFC also. Really good matches. Baltimore lost in overtime. I went to bed on that game. Oh, no. When ju- tell me I'm wrong, though. Oh, Justin Tucker kicks it with 40, 36 seconds left. Yeah, from four miles away. Yeah. Game over. Game over. Baltimore's defense, I trust. I didn't think the Raiders could pull off a two-minute as quick as they did. I go to sleep. I'm the early morning crew. I got to be up. You got to know what happened. <laughs> Am I wrong for going to bed, though, at that time? I don't know. I mean, it was, if, look, if it was a Titans game, that would be a little bit more trouble <laughs> for you. But uh, Cleveland loses the way that they did. I, I mean, that right there is 
I didn't see that coming. And then Pittsburgh, I ain't going to say shocking people because uh, who picked them to win on the site, DK? Oh, geez. Here it comes. Here it oh, comes. He's this the guy. Only, only guy. <laughs> I uh, picked them to win because why doubt them in the first game? And now this I, is, I, it, that's fair. That's fair. And, and I'll say this, too. And I had this conversation with my producer, Jonathan Schaefer, this morning. Don't be shocked. This may be pushing it, but don't be shocked if Ben is either asked to come back one more year or wants to come back one more year. You're coming with that after one game? No, I'm coming with that just on how that team is built. Okay. Who are you going to trust to really take on? I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So why? Okay. And and the reason I say this, if Ben plays well for the rest of the year, if he he comes out with 3,800 yards, if this offense finally gets it going the way it should, because it sputtered a little bit in the Buffalo game first half, definitely sputtered a lot bit, okay, if that's a word. But if Ben catches his footing and that offense get on the same page, name me a better receiving court across the board of all in-house guys. Juju, James Washington, Chase, uh, uh, um, friggin' uh, Ebron. You got the fr- uh, the young Fryer tight end. Also. Yeah, that's, yeah. There's... And I still feel like I'm leaving out two wide receivers that are still studs. Well, out there, like... De- Deontay and Deont- I mean, there's yeah. I mean Who's there's yeah, and not to mention Najee catching the ball too. Gotcha. I mean, they, they there's a there's a lot of different weapons that the Steelers could have, and that game can get can get people, and it has around here. It's gotten them pretty stoked the way that second half went for the offense in particular. Um, I, I wonder what it means for the Steelers within the conference. I don't know, Moan. You know, Cleveland goes to Kansas City and loses. I don't know that that's an upset. Um, it, it wasn't. I mean, they play. That, that's the AFC horoscope we're talking about. Yeah, and, and Baker throwing a fourth quarter interception is definitely not an upset. You know, and then there's Baltimore. Baltimore is the one that jumps out at me out of as these teams. Here's why. Now, I don't mean that in a good way. Okay. Because you have the worst practice of all time. Okay. Where everybody's coming up with season ending knee injuries. (laughs) Yeah. Back to back plays in practice. You have season ending knee injuries to starting players. Uh, That's tough enough. Then you go and you battle like they did in Las Vegas and you go and you go and you go. And then you're sure you've won it. This is it. You've won it. And then you don't. It, it feels to me like it might be one too many blows, even before you get to week two. Like the chips are stacked up against them already. Yeah, it's we're just, no matter what we do, our foreheads are running into a cement wall. You know and, what I mean? And not only that, I'll just throw this, the way Baltimore kind of got rushed against, the way Le- yes. Lamar had to move, like they got a left tackle that's um, coming back off of ACL, and it kind of looked like that a little bit. And I didn't think their rushes were elite. I know Yannick is is that guy, a hundred percent. I didn't think Max Crosby would do what he did this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Al goes from left tackle to right tackle. Alejandro and did and did not do and did not do well. We love Al, but did and not that's have the tape. You got to live with. Yeah, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. Now that's going to be a target on their back. And and then again, they're the AFC. The, and we speak about the world of the AFC, DK. This um, at any week. It can be your week to lose in the AFC, and it won't be wrong because I think the talent pool, the team pool of the AFC is way is far stronger yeah. than, than anything the else on the NFC. There's three yeah. teams in the NFC, and I know I've said that before, but the AFC, you can tell me this. If Pittsburgh has – if if they were to play Denver, 
they can beat or lose to Denver, and you yes. wouldn't be like that's a perfect example to Denver or the Chargers or teams like that that you think if are they lost like, to the Chargers, would you be like they're supposed nope. to win that game? Nope. No, you'd be like, dang, the Chargers got us. It was just their week. Yeah, that's and, that's that's look, how I look at a lot of the conference. Yeah, and, and so every it's got to be a slugfest this week. Every game, like. I think there can be three teams come out of the AFC North for the playoffs as far as playoff bids. I do think that. But you mentioned in Baltimore, they could slip. And then next thing you know, you got New England and you got Buffalo from the East getting in. And Miami. And my, or Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your best bet to make it into the playoffs this year so that you get a chance in the show is to win your division. But and how the, hard is the North? Yeah, the, the best way to do that, though, Moan, and I'm preaching to the choir when I'm talking with you, it's this. You just go tunnel vision, man. Because if you start scoreboard watching in week one and everything else here, uh, what I loved about the Steelers' approach in Buffalo was that they realized they were going against one of the be- the upper echelons, one of the best two, one of the probably one of the two best teams in the AFC based on the AFC Championship game that was just played. That's a fair assessment. And they went up there into their house and just said, "We believe we can do this," and then they did it. Okay, but think about this also. Look at what Cleveland did in, in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Everything you were supposed to do, they did it. They had a rush. They scored points, and it still wasn't enough. And we're, we're and think about what Buffalo has in their back pocket as far as playing at home season, opening first time crowd, one of the best quarterbacks in the entire league. They just gave this dude a quarter of a billion yeah. to be the guy, and he still lost to a team. And with Pittsburgh, a lot of people rolled off before the season started. I mean, other than the AFC South, there is no sure winner, and the Titans got to go up against the Colts. If Carson Wentz backs up, like comes back to his old form because he's with his old head coach, whether no, his old OC, then the AFC is real murky about who's king. Well, that's when all kinds of crazy things <laughs> open up, and that's when all of a sudden a team that nobody expected to do particularly well starts out, you know, 11-0 and 0 or something like that, and then everyone says, oh, look, the Steelers are still the Steelers, and we just spent the entire offseason making fun of them and predicting their demise and everything else. And one more football thing I have to ask you before we go to the Slice of Life segment here. Your friends yeah. at – Pro Football Focus, and they are your friends because they I are. was there for the meeting <laughs> in Latrobe. Uh, yeah, those guys—they gave Cam the number one grade of any player at any position in the National Football League in Week One. And you say to yourself, you know, I mean, I didn't watch all sixteen right. games. I didn't study the film for all 16 games, but 12 quarterback hurries against the Buffalo Bills and a scrambling quarterback, I find that plausible, right? Yeah. Guess who was the 32nd ranked quarterback in week one? 32nd ranked quarterback? 32 ranked out of 32. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. I know the first half didn't go all that well, but, but you, fellas, come on. No I, picks, a touchdown, pretty decent completion rate. I'll have Steve Palazzolo on our show this week in, in Nashville. I'll have to ask him about that. I have a little homerism on my show. I'll have to ask him about that. Well, you don't even need to be homerish yeah. on this one. This is nuts. Well, they had it behind. It. 
He was behind Aaron Rodgers, who was a, who was a disaster. Yeah, and he got boat raced by Jameis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One more thing on the AFC two before we go: the seventeenth game adds a lot of losing perspectively to it. I think ten and seven, seeing seven wins on your roster, oh, on, your, okay. on your schedule, the way it's all muddied up. Ten wins with seven losses might be a new norm, and it might be a whole lot of that on the AFC side this year. Yeah, I, I can see that ugly. too. It's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of asterisks and a lot of X's and Y's and Z's in the standings on the yeah. last week. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Clinch or they need this and that, and you're gonna have 75 tiebreakers, and it's gonna be like that day at Heinz Field when you guys were out there <laughs> sitting on the grass, sitting on your helmets, watching the game. <laughs> to see if you'd make the playoffs. There's going to be a lot of that. When we come back, Slice of Life with Ramon. Welcome back to the Slice of Life with Ramon segment here on the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you every week by the Get-Go Cafe and Market. And, Moan, I'm watching these guys in Buffalo. Yeah. They're packing the bags, and you can hear in the next room, because we're allowed downstairs now, but not in the locker room. You can hear through the wall all kinds of (laughs) – banging and music going on and at one point this is while ben's talking to us ben looks over at the wall and says are they fighting in there like what is that okay (laughs) and i try to picture what this is like because people don't know reporters fly independently we pay our own yeah all our own uh travel and i try to picture what it's like on the bus to the airport after a big road win. What's it like on the flight? Now, granted, Buffalo to yeah. Pittsburgh is a really short flight. Yeah. But, like, what's it like after a big road win, especially? Up. Euphoric. <laughs> Up. Especially when you know you were the underdog. Vegas say you're supposed to lose. You see the yeah. polls. Everybody say you're supposed to lose and stuff like that. And you go beat them the way you did and, and really kind of dominate. You're up, DK. You're up. Like, watching that video, I think it was, uh, who was it, um, that posted the video after? You see Cam in the video stomp and Marcus Allen. That little snippet that you saw, that's the locker room. It's, and this is the beauty of it. And I, I'm with both sides on this uh, in a sense of, look, um, it's a business. You guys are supposed to be professionals. Treat it like that. Because I know some people hate seeing that type of stuff. Like I said, they hate watching guys not act, quotation mark, professional. But you got to realize it's a game. You still act like kids, um, and it's a good feel to do something good collectively. You won. You, you won. won. So you won. Every, everything that you did that was boring and monotonous yeah. through the week, Serious. through the summer, through the off season, and everything else, uh, you just went out there and won. Yeah, you know? and, and and you know what? For those moments in time, right there, it's right. Meaning seeing Kemp stomp on the ground like he's Wreck-It Ralph and Marcus dancing and Joe in the video. <laughs> That's the right feelings to have because you you accomplish something you want. It's serious. But the game, you enjoy, you, you love, you have fun with it. And it's beautiful because this is the thing about football, too. And I'll tell you about the, the flight ride back is the game about football, whether you win or whether you lose, uh, if you win, it's freaking awesome because you completed that task. You made it happen. And you know that, look, I can fly high. You know what I'm saying? Because I get a few days of this. If you lose, the world turns on you. So when we win, <laughs> it's freaking awesome, okay? Yeah, so I afterwards, 
You grab your phone and you have a good you check in social media because whether you had a good play or not, you still want to see what they're gonna you say. You want to see what okay. you do anyway. I'm exactly. sure not everybody does, but yeah, exactly. I know you would. <laughs> talk to you, talk to your wife, your significant other, you know, text them. You you're usually gonna have a million texts come in, whether it's from group chats and stuff like that. You check all that, you get to it, you get dressed happily lazily because hey i got time today coach we won i get a little extra time okay go to the bus and it's usually designated where you are on the bus o-line usually got one at first or the second bus hey what bus are we on texting everybody bus two go to the back of the bus <laughs> <laughs> and everybody knew if, if the o-line claimed bus two we're going to the back of the bus and we're gonna don't come to the back that's where we are we're gonna talk about this and try to catch updates on other games it's it's fun, DK, because, again, it's a business, but it's a game. And in that game, I'm going to act like a kid, man, because it's just like that. Going to the airport, there's food there, and then you get on the plane and come back. Guys are kind of woosahing a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. when the plane get up in the air, the coaches are a little bit more loose. The players, They're up in the front. They're up in the front. Make that clear. All, coaches, all coaches in the brass fly. are all in the front. They all fly first class, uh, the coaches do. And if you're a vet like I was, you get a first-class seat too, okay, which is kind of cool. Uh, but older players and coaches up front and everybody else is in the back, trainers, everybody. And when the plane's up in the air, the food's on the plane, and you finally get your snacks and drinks and Gatorade and stuff, you'll it's find pizza. the coach. It's pizza. pizza. I was going to say it. It's pizza. And Buffalo, what's their famous food? Uh, the wings. Okay, wings in general. So when we go to um, – we play in Cincinnati. It was Montgomery – barbecue yeah there'll yeah. be plates of that there that you can pick up a kansas city barbecue you can eat that there i usually try to get it regionally or something like that mm -hmm. and um when the plane's finally up in the air most of the vets are sitting back chilling watching the movie and the coaches do their little flyby check on guys hey good game that was a nice game it was your head coach does thing. that your head coach does that more than any of them that's what needs to be made clear here he, he loves to mingle like, without being intrusive, without being intrusive, like he'll just walk up and say, you know, he'll say something, uh, usually kind of cracking a joke yeah, or something. And that's what it is. Because, yeah. and I say that not in the sense of saying it's a player's coach type of thing, but again, when you complete a task and you get that victory for the week, it's fun. Because I'll be honest, starting on Monday, it shuts off. All right. Get all you need to get out on that flight back because when Monday comes, everything that you thought you did good, it was just okay in the game. Everything that you thought was bad <laughs> wasn't as bad as you thought. It gets real, real when that blue light from that projector comes on. You're like, oh, God, here comes this yeah. play. That reminds me of something funny. Uh, in addition to the fact that Mike Tomlin always says, even to us, yeah. we'll enjoy this one today. But then da, 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 we have the world's greatest opponent facing us next week. Even if it's like back when Cleveland was 0-16 every year, it was just like, you know, we have a big challenge next week in the Browns. Yeah. Anyway, the funny the thing I was going to mention was that in Buffalo, uh, TJ got done with his session with us. And TJ obviously yeah. had a really, really good game and big everything, game. especially under all the circumstances. And TJ's one of the last things out of his mouth as he was leaving the podium, he said, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that film. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I don't know that that's something that a lot of people who don't or aren't all that familiar with the inner workings of football know that the classroom experience of them going through the defensive front 
that what yeah. you were mentioning, the blue light and everything, that won't apply. Well, see, TJ can say that because he's not really responsible for controlling of a defense. Oh, no. Here it comes. Because TJ, he's just an edge rusher. He, he just got have responsibilities. You said. You said. <laughs> so for him, they know they had a party on this guard, John Feliciano. Guess what? They, <laughs> that's easy to do. Okay. Now we'll have to do a film session one day. Then we got to do a film session one day to where it's like, okay, there's been a lot of plays across all offensive line where there's a big play, but there's usually one guy that messed up somewhere and it still go a hundred yards. Defenses aren't afforded that. They can mess up and still make a play. We're not like that though. No, no, no. When you guys make a mistake, your quarterback's lying down on the ground, and 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 everybody's careers are flashing in front of their yeah. eyes. Oh wow! So TJ was right though. But for offensive lineman, I'm gonna enjoy all of Sunday because Monday in film, I might have four or five negatives that just still bite me, and it just keeps yeah. me humble for the next week. I hear you, Moan. This was excellent. I was. <laughs> you know why? Because it's football season. It is. It was fun to actually talk about a football thing oh. that happened on a football field. Another Let's... slice of life, Cam Sutton. If I had a hat, I'd tip it. He got picked on, and he answered the call. Man, I just got to throw that last kudos out to him. No, that's fair. Uh, I, I had my own doubts and expressed yeah. them in public. Not about him, right? but about the whole bouncing in and out. And, man, that scheme that they had in general – Moving all those guys in and out of slot corner, trade Norwood out there for all those snaps. Like there was just a lot of different stuff going on. Mm -hmm. But in every context, Cam Sutton didn't just do the job, he excelled at it. You know, that's man, that's a nice contract, too, by the way. Yeah, you know, for him and for the team. Moan, let's do this again next week. Can't wait.